0: 1 1 1 This is a wagon you two outlaws on the lamb taking the back roads through America You
1: can't drink a coffee for this show And now it's time for Monday Madness with the Moped Outlaws Greg and Mark Welcome back to another
0: episode of Moped Outlaws.
1: (laughs) It made me think of part of what was so great when they first started in the 70s was they were all incredible writers. There were so many top-notch writers involved. And you bring someone on who's a fucking great writer, and it just lifted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so to everyone who's just tuning in, we're talking about Dave Chappelle hosting Saturday Night Live. And art has not approved this conversation. Just so you
1: know, yeah, Craig and I are just kind of on. <laughs> art, you're fired. Oh, he fired us first. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to work
0: on the Trump campaign.
1: Oh my God, bless him! Did you see my little meme I made for uh, the day after? No. Um, you know the famous hallway shot from The Shining, where he... Oh yes,
0: I did it. see that. Okay. I did see that. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Pretty funny. Uh, scary in a funny way, I think, maybe.
1: That's what it was supposed to be, funny and scary. That's <laughs> where, where, where we're at. I'm just sad that America let that gentleman believe that he has a chance, <laughs> like that it's a worthwhile effort. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, well,
0: I don't think it has anything to do with America.
1: No, I think it has everything to do with America. God,
0: everyone in America could send him an email saying, don't do it. And he'd still do it.
1: I don't think so. I think there's enough Fox News broadcastings to keep America great again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I intend to not give much lip service to the the bozo.
1: All right. And we're off and
0: running. (laughs) Uh, I think he's going to lose the Republican nomination.
1: Well, you know, that's what we thought the first time around.
0: Yep. I knew we were in trouble when CNN was carrying his announcement speech live. I was like, well, that's part of the problem, CNN. Yeah. Stop carrying him live. Just stop it. Right.
1: Well, but they're not.
0: They were a huge part of why he succeeded before, because they just can't of the, the, the whole like, oh, my God, it's a news story because it's so fucking weird. They can't. Yeah. They just can't leave it alone.
1: Exactly, and and he knows that, and um, he uh, he shoved his Republican nomination down the Republican Party throat with a fist. Yeah, and I can still see Jeb Bush on one side of the stage quivering because he didn't know what to do as this guy just fucking hammered him. The Golden Boy crumbled. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, golden boys are no match for brass balls. No. You heard it here first.
1: And that's why you yeah, have Mike Pence going, Well, I think we'll have a better pick. <laughs> yeah. Mike. Anyway,
0: back to the much more fun and and more <laughs> controversial the best Saturday Night Live in four years.
1: This oh my God. It. Even his opening monologue was so Good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he said things that Jewish people didn't want to hear. And he did it in a way that was tender and gentle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There are a lot of Jews. (laughs) That's what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. Like all Kanye's saying is Jewish people seem to own the media. Well, we
0: talked a lot about the skilllessness of Kanye and Dave Chappelle was extremely skillful in the way he discussed the issue.
1: Yeah. Loved his opening too. Yeah, <laughs> and that Kanye is how you avoid trouble. <laughs> right,
0: but more to the point, it was after that the writing. Each sketch had his touch on it. You could just yeah. tell that he sat in on every meeting, and he just like he he up leveled all of it. Yeah, right. How
1: would you feel with potato hole? With what? Potato hole. The potato hole sketch. Did you? See oh, that I one? loved it. Oh my god, that was such a gut punch. Yeah. Oh, they all played it beautifully too. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it was really, really powerful medicine. Yeah. For American uh, white consciousness,
1: for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the whole show. Like you're and saying. that
0: whole, that last sketch where he recast the role that he was going to play in the PIP costume. Yeah. That right guy.
1: You're doing that was just
0: comedic brilliance. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched the Saturday Night Live episode with Dave, Dave. Chappelle, yeah. you just should stop listening to us because you're lame.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Way to get audience, Mark. Way to like, get audience.
1: <laughs> that was so, yeah, that was so funny. And, the, and he's like, look, he's not even resting. He's over there with his friends. <laughs> it was oh my God. It was yeah. brilliant. Oh, you're
0: doing great. Keep going. Oh my and, God. And Black Star, the musical guest, yeah. was off the hook. Talk yeah, about but, conscious hip hop. Yeah. The, the way those guys delivered was pure hip-hop, and the message they delivered was so biting and so cutting and just really took humanity to task on so many levels. And the la- the layers of the audio where they had sound effects and voiceover stuff happening, like the whole performance, Both both performances took the whole concept of spitting hip-hop To the highest level I've ever heard it. And granted, I am not the one to be an authority on hip-hop. But man, it was good.
1: (laughs) It was good. It was good. You know, um, this is a total potential non sequitur. But um, the Thriller album was released the 40th anniversary today. And Kanye does a remix of Dirty Diana. That is fucking scary. It brings, like you know, the whole vibe of Dirty Diana is this young kid who's being manipulated and by this woman, and Kanye puts that shadow into his mix. The guy's a fucking talent, you know. When
0: when did that Dirty the Kanye it, Dirty it Diana mix? Today, like
1: um, the Thriller thing came out today.
0: I'm in a time warp. Do you Drake mean today Friday. today or production today?
1: Production today.
0: Okay, great. I wish we could play music on here. We got to figure out how we can get a license to to play music so that we can do some of that fun DJ stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll ask Art to look into it if he has a... That's a, a good idea.
1: Problem. Yeah. He might maybe, know some people.
0: Yeah. I mean, we might be able to just buy a license from BMI or something or or...
1: Or maybe there's like a 15-second thing you can do. Yeah. Except we'd want more than – you'd need about – Yeah, we'd want to play the whole track. Wow, that's a little much. We want to talk. People want to hear us talk. (laughs) (laughs) Because we got the rhymes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. That was an awesome – that was like, oh, that re- reminded me of the early '70s um, Saturday Night Live, like with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor, that famous scene, you know, bit they did. <laughs> oh my god!
0: And there was a lot of bad press leading up to the show. Like the like supposedly you. one of the trans uh, writers was like, "No, I'm not working on this show."
1: Oh my god! Come on, and, just uh, stop!
0: You know, congratulations to to Lauren for um, Lauren Michaels for. Uh, Bringing such an amazing talent in and getting him to agree to do it.
1: Yeah. And he's done it before, obviously, but. Um, yeah, man, but whoo. That I mean, was awesome. Man. It was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, what you bring up with that trans person, like pre production meeting, our 10 second meeting we had before we went live.
0: Both of us were late.
1: Yeah. Um, in the, uh, task force that I'm on, we have pre work to do before our meeting coming up Wednesday. Yeah. And, um, what we're learning about now is called calling in. And I forget the person who coined the term, but there's a Ted talk from this woman that was talking about it. And the whole premise is that when you call someone out, there's no healing involved. And by calling a person in, you bring You're talking them about
0: Loretta Ross. Don't that's call her. people out. Call them in, Ted Talk. Yeah,
1: that's her. It's 15 minutes. It's brilliant. And what's brilliant, like at the very end, I'm not even going to give her a closer because it's a great closer. It's a great yeah. line anyway. But the premise is by inviting someone into communication, you then are in a process of healing. And... um there's different um, things she does for, her, you know, herself. Like she said, sometimes she'll just look at a person. If she hears someone say something that in her, you know, opinion is ignorant and um, she she won't say anything. She just looks at them and she said sometimes they just start backing up themselves, you know. and uh, Backing and, up? What do you mean by backing up? Like, let's say they go... Well, you know, Mexicans are just taking over all our jobs, and you know they we they're just criminals coming in, and instead of like firing off, she just holds back and just is like looks at them like, and then really? they'll be like, "Well, you know, uh, maybe not all Mexicans. I don't mean Mexicans in general right, I, I see yeah. what
0: you mean like sometimes just being silent or asking the question is is that true?"
1: Right. Or like, you know, what she said is she goes like, oh, tell me more, you know, like that's inviting yeah. them in. But it is she isn't afraid of confrontation. Like she says, um, you know, it's interesting because we have Thanksgiving in four days. Is yep. four days. Um, yep. And she's talking about Thanksgiving and there's Uncle... Ted, I don't know. She didn't even use his real name because he's still alive. And he's going off about something and she said that what she did, because the family's starting to cower in, like, oh, fuck, there goes Uncle Ted with his shit. And she goes, you know, Uncle Ted, I know you to be a nice guy. Like, I know you would run into a burning building to save someone's life if you could. And you wouldn't care what denomination they were, what color they were, where they were from, what their sexual preferences were. You'd save them. I know that's who you are. And I hear you say this. And I don't know what's one.
0: Which Ted I'm dealing with.
1: Right. Like, what's what's. How is this Ted the same as this Ted? And and she said what it does is it gives Ted the opportunity to choose who he wants to be.
0: I love this. I think this is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Trump will come on our show after all.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll have to fly down to Key Largo. Key Margo? What is it called? <laughs> Mara Lago. Mara Lago. Yeah, they won't
0: let us anywhere near him. Just like at, at the Chappelle show when we tried to interview Chappelle.
1: Yeah, we got a lot closer than most.
0: Yeah, we did because we were authentic and honest and sincere, and we and we had the belief that it was possible. Yeah, like In the guy way. who did not fault us. You know, he could have just laughed at us.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> or said maybe he did. did.
0: Did the PR agent set you up with an appointment? <laughs> no. Okay, then shut the hell up and get out of my face. So you're
1: just audience members with tickets (laughs) who want to talk to Dave. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking club. (laughs) And I just think about like
0: how we would have, how that conversation could have gone so badly. He's like, all right, you want to talk to me? Well, what you got?
1: Oh, it could have (laughs) gone great. I think we would have been ready.
0: Yeah, we would have. We weren't we're ready, practiced. but we would have pulled. We would have been called into our greatness in that moment. Yeah, we're in fact, practiced. I think we should set it a goal for 2023. We're gonna get Dave. Uh, but, gonna get Dave.
1: <laughs> Sounds a little macabre.
0: I don't mean it that way. I mean <laughs> yeah. like we're gonna get Dave Chappelle on the show. So if anyone hears this episode, um, and you have connections, and have connections to us and Dave. Well, you have connections to us if you're listening to the show. We are dying to have even like a 15. No, we want a full hour with Uh Dave Chappelle, where we talk brass tacks, where we really just like lay it out there. And, um, you know, we attempt to be funny. And he shows us just how poorly we are at that idea because of his (laughs) greatness. See, I'm already doing better than I might think just by speaking the possibility into existence.
1: Oh, my God. He is so good. Uh, Hi, Dave.
0: How are, how, how are you?
1: <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was listening to um, uh, Rob Lowe has a podcast that a friend turned me on to, and I've been going through it. And um, he, has, he had Dana Carvey on. They were talking about Saturday Night Live. Rob's hosted three times. And Dana was saying, the people who are on there who are willing to make fun of themselves and who really partake, they're there. You know, till 2 in the morning, they're there with the writers, they're in the room, they'll be a part of the whole process. Those are the shows that are great. Yeah. The people who phone it in are, are afraid to make fun of themselves.
0: Or who stay in their dressing room while their PR managers send scripts back and forth.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So uh I have a feeling that uh, Mr. Chappelle was the guy – Type is the type of guy who participates fully. Yeah.
0: The evidence was there in the show.
1: Yeah, exactly. But from
0: now, from now on, we're going to call him Don Chapioloni.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll get him on our show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Godfather of comedy, Don Chapioloni.
1: Well, he's certainly one of them. There's so many great comedians; it's scary. Yeah, um, Tig. Teg is awesome. Oh, my yeah. God, I love her. What's
0: that guy that does all the voices, um, and he's Hispanic? Um,
1: Fluffy is Fluffy. his nickname. Yeah, Fluffy. Um yeah, just, name I just – watched Yeah. I watched his, his L.A. Movie. thing? Yeah, it was
0: amazing. Wow. He's brilliant. I love he
1: it. He is, yeah. He had a show on Netflix, a series that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's funny. Um, I've I love oh my god Anthony Jusonek.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I had a feeling. I'm not sure I'd put him in my top five greatest. But oh my god, he, he definitely a, gets a cori- a medal for courage.
1: Oh my god, he gets a medal for genius. Yeah. Oh my god, I just showed Jonah the other night his bit about when he was nine years old and his grandmother had a heart attack at his birthday. And how it was totally, like, it, he still suffers from it from today. You know, like, he still has cake, but he's careful about what he wishes for now.
0: <laughs> wow. I did not see that coming.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's why he's such a genius, man. You're
0: right. You're right.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Agreed. And I got to say, like, since I'm in the dating game, um, I think whoever I'm with has to at least allow me to love that kind of humor. She doesn't have to like it. But if she's going to fault me and hold it against me that I love those kind of jokes, it's just not going to work.
0: You could just go on a series of first dates that are all about going to see Anthony Jessick. I'm
1: Jesselneck, yeah. Jesselneck. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can be like, okay, first date is, uh, we're going to watch Anthony Jeselnik on, oh, he can't be on Netflix. We have to watch him on his own channel because he's
1: just too hardcore. No, he's on Netflix. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Well, that
0: one that you, that one that was just so controversial, I had to go to his website to watch it. You can't watch it on anywhere else. Which one?
1: Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong comic. Are you thinking of Andrew Schultz? I don't know. Okay. And Andrew Schultz is kind of a thin guy, um, short hair. Anthony Jeselnik is taller. I,
0: I'm. That's very helpful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tim Dillon is a very big guy. <laughs>
0: anyway, so Anthony <laughs> Jeselnik and I, uh,
1: I could just send them a little YouTube clip. Say if this offends you. We should just stop now. It's not worth But if you
0: found yourself rolling on the floor and orgasming, get ready for more.
1: We are going to have fun. <laughs> yep. Hey, what were you talking about earlier that also like had something to do with calling in, kind of? Oh, um, this idea that
0: we all have to step up we all have to step into our own greatness in order for us to really bring humanity forward. Like this idea that someone else or some great power or who we elect president is going to be the thing that creates a dynamic shift. It's actually a thing where we have to reach critical mass. Hmm. The idea being that, You have a unique role to play in changing the way this world runs. Each of us has to do something that might be uncomfortable, something that might be, you know, our secret dream. You know, one of the things that people do is they they shut down their aspirations because conservative life like, oh, I can't do that because it's not safe, like being a musician or being a painter or, you know. I'll I I'm I'm 35 it's too late to study to be a brain surgeon like those things generally if you're called in by desire there's a reason and that that leaning in even if you the first few steps feel like failure the lessons that you learn from pushing in on those is so critical to your evolution and to everyone else's evolution and when I do it I give everybody around me permission to step into their own power. And the more we do it, the less we have to complain about. I agree. That's one of the things is when you actually step into the possibility of fully embodying who you're capable of being, your excuses and your complaints have to go away because there's just no room for them.
1: I really liked from last week's episode. One of the things that has stuck with me is Sanyika and you talking about Being the CEO of your life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of an economic term, but another way to put it is being in the driver's seat, captain of your own ship, um, you know.
1: What's wrong with putting it in an economic term? I mean, that's part of what I think we all want is financial health in our life. I don't know anyone who doesn't.
0: I just think that that can be a narrow field of operation. It's more than CEO. Yeah, that's, you know, you have to be the potent force that leads, that you have to lead in your life. And, um, it's hard for introverts. It's hard for shy people to take on that level of, um, responsibility for themselves and to put forth the effort and the, the vision. It really comes down to a vision because when you get to um an intersection at a street, you've got three choices. You can go four choices. You can go forward. You can go left, right, or you can go backward. And not everybody knows what to do when they're at, at a uh, crossroads in their life. And it can be paraly- paralyzing to think of all the ramifications of, well, if I go right, then I'm going to miss everything on the left. And if I go forward, I'm leaving all the past behind. And if I turn around, I'm just heading back down the same old place I've been. Right. So
1: <clears throat> it's I think hard that passion. thing you spoke of just a minute ago. What is key? Where's my passion pulling me? Like I just uh, helped out again on this uh, film That's been in production for a bit on um, Monday. It was a Monday, Tuesday. And, um, I had a great time. Like I just was very, I went to sleep probably around one because I was just had so much energy in me from that experience. So no, I noticed things like that. Like, okay, that's just again and again. When I'm on a movie set, I am energized.
0: There you go and that's that's the key indicator. When that's happening for you, when you're experiencing that, then that's a good indication of of where your true purpose. I I don't like that word. You know, where where you belong, where you energetically belong is
1: You don't like the
0: word true? No, purpose. Purpose? Yeah, exactly. You don't like dolphins? Wow. I don't. They there's wow. just when I find them in my can of tuna, it wrecks the whole thing for me.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. There's nothing like a dolphin all caught up in a fishing <laughs> net. You open a can, you're like, oh man, could have gone without seeing that. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. I don't actually don't think I've opened a can of tuna in over five years.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. I've had I've had ahi at restaurants in the last five years, but I think I could count it on on one hand how many times I've had tuna.
1: Did you hear the dolphin calling out to your heart and soul?
0: No, but they did send me uh, some sexting.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you know, the show
0: I just- ground to a halt.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, again, like I just, it's so interesting how the mass production of food, I'm just so against it. It just is not. not Yeah. This issue is
0: about consumerism and profit. It's not about abundance and food supply, Uh, but a lot of people want to, uh, especially people like Monsanto and big food organizations, they want to talk about, we made billions of, possibilities of growth of products of this vegetable blah 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 and reality is that yeah that means that most americans that's where we live that's our insight is have access to a lot of stuff like when this calls over i'm going to go buy some peruvian avocados because they're the best avocados in my neighborhood and um, i'm grateful that i have that choice like there's Five different types and places I can buy avocados, um, and of course I have a feeling that those Peruvian avocados are grown under conditions which are probably not great for the people oh, growing them Peru? or for the water consumption. I mean, there's Is a that number the type of reasons. They
1: are. Or are they from Peru?
0: It's that's all, I just know it says that on the label. I don't know what the details are.
1: Well, because if they're from Peru, then mm-hmm. they could be grown under great conditions, and there's all the infrastructure to get them from there into your hand. Point is, I don't know. Right. Right. And that's a good point. I'm grateful that
0: we live in such an abundant society and consumer mass production of food generally is for consumption in terms of economic activity. It's not necessarily so that we can get hungry people food. In fact, I had this weird experience last night where um, I was coming home from the grocery store. I'd gotten a couple of groceries and I uh, was with my girlfriend and a guy came up to us and said, Hey, I'm, um, I'm trying to get enough money to stay in the hotel down the street tonight because it's freezing cold and I have nowhere to go. Can you give me anything? And I'm like, Oh, well, I don't have any cash. And if I'd had a $20 bill in my pocket, I would have given it to him. And I asked him, well, do you have Venmo? And he said, you know what? And nobody has money anymore. Everybody uses cards. And it's, it's so it's even hard to be a beggar now.
1: <laughs> they need their phone. Their
0: governments. Well, imagine you can't even manage a phone because of the economic situation you're in, right?
1: They have government phones that they give people. <clears throat> but then you'd have to have an account. So even if you're PayPal or Venmo... You need an account. To, well, you can.
0: Uh, you could probably pay with it through your phone if you had to.
1: You, I don't. Mm, everything I know, like Venmo and um, all the cash apps, I know. Like to actually use it to pay, you got to tie it to a credit card. Like yeah. you, like you get the PayPal credit card or you get the Venmo credit card.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Well, anyway, it was a, a very weird experience.
1: Is what it is but cold, man. It's been so fucking cold. Yeah. What about you do a cold shower? Uh, not yet. So the cold water thing is on the shelf. For now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I woke up today inspired to get um, back on the train. All right. I've already shifted back from the birthday diet. All right. My girlfriend had a birthday and the gluten and the sugar came back in for a couple of days. And I, I was, I was like, wow, I'm sensitive to this now. I really felt it. It was like, Oh, uh-huh. so that was, that was an interesting experience. And it, I was immediately like, no, I want to feel that I don't have aches and pains feeling again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> so if your knees hurt, you have achy joints, you might want to look into the GLAD diet. No gluten, no legumes, no alcohol, no dairy, no sugar. I highly recommend it and I'm calling you in gently in a loving way to feel better. It worked for me.
1: <laughs> All right. You're gonna ride your bike to the store? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys go to farmers market? Not usually.
0: Um, timing, like the, the Tuesday evening one doesn't happen now that it's winterish, And then the Saturday one is, um, generally Kathy's at a thing where she does clay. She could go by there on her way home or on her way there if she wanted. But yeah, that's a great way to buy, um, produce for sure.
1: I think so. I think what I love about it is you're really engaging with the food that is relevant to the season you're in.
0: Yeah. And I noticed when we were at TJ's, and I'm just gonna call it TJ's right now. Um
1: instead of Safeway.
0: Yeah. It wasn't Safeway. Um the we were looking at squash that you know that was pre cut. And just right there in the bag, it was already going bad, and it was on the shelf. And they were like, "Yeah, go ahead, buy it." Uh, uh, and supplies are are low,
1: right? and it's not, oh fucking expensive too. What was there was something? Oh, almond butter is like sixteen bucks. Wow. For, and it used to be like you know eight bucks. It was more expensive than peanut butter, but um. Yeah. Cost of food has gone up. Yeah. So all of you sitting at your Thanksgiving table this Thursday, just be grateful that you're at a table to sit at and there's something being served. Yeah. That you're um, people that love you.
0: I was considering like maybe we should just get a like a rotisserie chicken and stay home. And avoid all that excess. Um, fortunately, we have some place to go where there's family. And I'm really grateful for that. And I I want that. Like, I want that more than I want the, you know, pumpkin pie or whatever else. And
1: um, hey, you guys have time to drop by here on your way down? I don't know. It's Candy's birthday. Oh, all right. Well, um, I'll ask. Throwing that out there. All right. I'll ask Anyone Generally, anything, if you want to come I feel, by,
0: I feel challenged about um, getting out the door. Like this is so typical. I'm standing there. I've been ready for 10 minutes and it's like, hello, like are we, I thought we were leaving at 11. Right. And this happens. I think men experience this a lot.
1: Yeah. It seems to be a common thing. Yeah. And
0: um, what I know, what I've, I'm noticing about this is that when I first started dating my partner, I said, you know, this is one of my pet peeves. Like, this is one of the things that I hate the most about relationships <laughs> this idea that we'll say we're going to leave at 11. And then at, you know, 11, 11, 25. At 10 59, I'm standing at the door ready to go because that's how I operate. That's how my body works. Like, I'm on time, usually. And just to say so, I said today on my way, I was like, oh, Greg, I'm going to be five minutes late to our pre-production meeting. And I literally walked in the door. I didn't know. Like, I was literally in San Rafael when I sent that note. But I knew. I knew it was five minutes somehow that that's all it was going to be. And I, know, boom, I was it was right on the dot.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then I was even later because uh, my son told me, oh, I've got to. A- be at work at 10 30 in the morning and I was finishing up my shower and I was like, I should go wake him up. I know he's not awake because he usually wakes up around one in the afternoon. And, um, so that's, yeah. So,
0: yeah. Anyway, so I have this like biological drive to be on time and it really drives me nuts. And then what's funny is it gets like, it gets turned into something that's about me. Like, will you stop being so anxious? I'm like, but well,
1: what's wrong with being on time? Right, right. Well, I wonder. That would see, I often am the one who's running late. And my family, that's been a running joke in my family is, you know, oh, dad, we're going to wait for dad. And lately, like for the past couple of years, I've really been working on it and it's not so prevalent anymore. And it's interesting, like talking about, um, you know, Sonika and you and uh, we're talking about integrity. Yeah. And commitment. Right. And someone's word having integrity, having being real.
0: I'll be ready at 11.
1: Right. Like we're leaving at 11. Okay, then let's do it. And then coming back into integrity if, um, you know, if it's broken. And then with the whole thing of calling in, I just wonder if there is a way, is there a choice that can be made that's productive and healthy for a person who's waiting like, as if I'm waiting for someone, is there a way to engage still? Because part of what happens in waiting is everything's put on hold. You haven't planned for anything, right? You're just in stasis. You're not doing anything. I don't know. Meditate until the well, other. That's what's
0: ready. so, um, I'm just going to say it. That's what's so rude about agreeing to a time and then not being ready on at that time, because the person has made choices to be, to do the thing that has them ready at the appropriate time. And there were things they could have chosen to do that they chose not to because they agreed to be ready at a certain time. So when you don't meet that, if it's an, if it's the exception, that's much more uh, understandable. Right. Right. Oh, this thing happened and I wasn't able to be on time. But when it's the norm, when I literally am planning to say, well, let's be ready. And I'm saying a half an hour earlier than I know the time will be in order to be able to get that secondary time to be the one that's the time every time. That's a problem. Well, guess what? It's a problem for me. Because right. we're so hung up on time and schedules and expectations. It's just another form of expectation. Well, and cons-
1: and up. You know, I think um, here's the thing of it, you know, and, and this there's a cruelty to this. But ultimately, you're choosing to wait and you have choice. You could choose not to wait any longer and leave. Which would bring up a whole lot of other elements that have been um, <laughs> communicated about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could just see us arriving at Grandma's house. Like, oh, where's Kathy? Right. Oh, she was late, so I left without her.
1: Yeah. I was ready to go, and I left when I said I was leaving. And, and well.
0: I don't know how, and, if she's coming or not. It's just me, Grandma.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but what about her car? Doesn't have one.
0: <laughs> oh, you're getting into there. Uh, thin ice here, Wilk. Uh, there's on your other podcast. There's this line: "Do you want to hit him? You will."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, if the facts hurt, wear them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of an old joke which I won't bother going into because it's not really funny. Okay. It's more of a parable. Okay. It's like the opposite of a Zen cone.
1: <laughs> it's a Zen hammer. <laughs> Sometimes you need a Zen hammer.
0: There's no such thing. Uh, can you a hammer by definition it? is not Zen. Oh, I guess it could be.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Lord, <laughs> Lord went. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you got that right.
1: (laughs) Hey, speaking of time, did you notice what I was referring to with my name today? Well,
0: that's a Chicago song. Yeah. And the chorus is. I know what the chorus is, but I don't understand the relevance to the show.
1: Does anybody really know what time it is?
0: Oh, because we're both late. Now I get it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And now we're talking about time and being late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well.
1: Hey, how about that Stone song, Time Waits for No One and It Won't Wait for Me? Yeah, there's been a few of those. Yeah, Pink Floyd, Time. Yep. Someone there's a th-
0: blues song.
1: What's that one?
0: Time Waits for No One. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I don't know that song. Time waits for no one at all.
0: No, not even you. You thought you'd heard it all before,
1: you really thought you knew, yeah, hey, you know Neil Young the album about to often eighty
0: what Neil young turned eighty
1: he's about to is he
0: did he turn eighty yes. he turned eighty on the thirteenth,
1: wow, eighty years old, man,
0: yep, no wonder he doesn't want to go out on the road, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, that that Neil.
1: Probably, probably that you know that going back to this woman, you looked up her name. Loretta is that her name? Yeah, yeah Loretta. Yeah. Um, one of the things she spoke about is when she first was starting the work she's in. A preacher was saying you you can't hate. Our, no part of the process of healing it is you've got to stay present while a person's coming out of it. And she was like, fuck that. What the hell are you talking about? She didn't say that out loud because he's a preacher, but she said to herself, like, you know, if someone hates me, fuck them, you know? Right. And, And then as she got into it, she was realizing, like, there's truth to that. And one of the things she said is that you stick around and you get to know people. And once you know someone, you can't hate them.
0: Well, you can. It's just harder
1: well you really don't you really don't I think that's the thing if you really know someone you don't hate them you may not like what they're doing you may be angry with them in a moment but uh
0: yeah I just posted the uh, link to the TED talk for those of you who are interested um, in the Facebook group
1: Loretta so, Ross. yeah it's good it's a, it's a worthy 15 minute <laughs> listen God, someone is fucking texting the hell out of me through this.
0: Yeah, maybe they're lost or beside the road. Maybe you should check your texts.
1: No, but no I should thing. have put it on airplane mode. That's what I should have done. Yeah, totally. an totally. totally. art's yelling at me in my headpiece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You fucking amateur. <laughs>
0: yeah. Meanwhile, Mark looked at his phone like three times during the broadcast. Don't tell anyone. <laughs>
1: Hey, how come it only went to Facebook?
0: Because uh, I only posted it on Facebook.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: I don't think I can post it in the comments and have it go out. I
1: think you can.
0: What well, doesn't look like I have the ability to. Oh, There's really? No, it doesn't say post anywhere here. It's private chat I could do. And then you could do it here. Here you go. See if it goes out to everyone. Oh, wait, that just showed up on the broadcast. Does that mean
1: that's from Facebook? That's because I can do that. Oh, got it. Got it. Oh, there's private chat. Okay. And then we grab this and then we go like this and then we go like this. And And this is
0: mildly more entertaining than both of us looking at our
1: phones. And (laughs) I guess since you already did it to Facebook, I'll just do it to YouTube. Yeah. Sweet. All right.
0: Well, I'm calling you into your greatness, Greg. And I feel you call me into mine quite a bit. You've brought up this whole cold water thing over and over again, as if I don't know what I'm doing or I should be like, well,
1: here's why, because remember, I'm not sure I want to know why. No, here's why Mark, (laughs) because a few episodes ago, I I said that I
0: was totally into it and that I would try. And I I
1: was like, well, what about when it becomes challenging again? And you you were like, no, you gave me a look like what? Become challenging again. That's behind me. I did that.
0: See, I went and had sugar and it's all over.
1: No, (laughs) no, you can get back on the horse. That's the beauty of life. The horse is always standing by. You can get back on. No matter the, you can get how. back
0: on the path, I like the path better because it doesn't involve pack animals and the subjugation of pack animals. animals, but you we can we can get back on the path and step into
1: greatness you can get back on the Bermuda triangle, yeah, get lost in that vegetation and at least it'd be warm there the water's warm there is it.
0: In my imagination, it is. <laughs> all right, Greg, I'm inspired. I've been called into greatness. I will definitely do it today, and I'll let really? you know when I do it next, which will, if I do it tomorrow, it'll have to be early because I have
1: Ooh. commitments
0: that start at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Ooh. So.
1: Ooh. so you're definitely going to do the pool today. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you text me when you're? When I will. You're, all right. Thank you. Yeah. You want some accountability with it, or are you just good to go? This
0: is good enough. This is an accountability enough, having it be live on Facebook and uh, on and YouTube and then recorded on Monday to be released. So, um, on Twitter and Twitter, we're on Twitter.
1: Yeah, yeah we're streaming to Twitter too.
0: I did. How can you stream on Twitter? Did Elon must have upgraded?
1: No, we've been doing that all along.
0: Wow. I think I should follow us then. Yeah, you should. So the whole it's live, but doesn't get recorded. Does, if someone, comes I think in it
1: does. I think it ends up on Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, Twitter to me has always been sort of a uh, silly.
0: That brings up this whole like Twitter exodus that's been happening. Like you know, the employees have been exodus. getting kicked out. Yeah, but oh. every but a lot of my uh, woke friends are like, I'm not doing Twitter no more, and I'm like, okay. And then there are memes of the people saying, you know, I'm leaving Twitter posted on Twitter. (laughs) Then the best meme I saw today was a guy who was um, laid off by Twitter and his job job. is to do all of the badges to let people in. And he got a phone call because I needed him to come back to work. (laughs) Did I you can't even see it? it before you're debunking it.
1: Well, because, you know.
0: Because you don't know that it's not yeah, true. You're it assuming right it's now. not true.
1: It isn't true. Do you think that would go out into the world?
0: Well, that's the beauty of Twitter, free speech, that even an ex-Twitter employee can can, can tell the truth. Are you, are you going to whatever Snopes, Snopes. or whatever? Yeah. <clears throat> it's too fresh, man. I don't even think Snopes had a chance to research it. Plus, they didn't get their bribe today yet for it, so. All right. Welcome to Greg looking at his machine. This is the best part of the show. It's where I get to talk without interruption.
1: (laughs) So rare.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to add to the text train. I'm going to text Greg now, too, just to add.
1: God bless it. You know, (laughs) what the hell? Oh, it's not showing up. All right, whatever. Twitter badges. Exodus. Don't right in. Um, well, it is being put out there as a news story.
0: There we go. It, it must be true.
1: It's in the media. Yeah, the news wouldn't lie. Rest in peace, motherfucker. Who's now? How
0: do we get to that? Rest in um,
1: peace. I just saw R.I.P. and on the I was flipping through news stories. Oh. I saw R.I.P. R.I.P. I don't know. I didn't bother to look. <laughs> Didn't care, <laughs> people die every day. Ugh. people are dying. dying are people
0: yet another reason to step into your full greatness because you might not be here tomorrow.
1: might not be here five minutes from now,
0: right. I might not be here long enough to get in the pool,
1: yeah, you might be in the pool and not get here. Wait, what. <laughs> That's
0: kind of what I'm worried about.
1: I know. Which is all the more reason to
0: do it. Yeah. Survivor, the Novato edition.
1: Yep. That's for (laughs) real. That pool is icy cold, man.
0: It really is. And uh, my voice would not be this deep if
1: I had gotten into it. (laughs) I can't even go that high. You know, you might find, though, that like, all right, just one day at a time. Get it today.
0: And tomorrow and the next day.
1: Okay. Three days in a row. That brings you to Thanksgiving. No, it doesn't.
0: Not quite. Well, depending on which part of the timeline you're on, right? (laughs) Hopefully by Thanksgiving, I'll have six days in a row.
1: That'd be badass. That would. Except that I won't be here. Then you and Grandma can be eating that rotisserie chicken all by yourself. Well, Kathy's on the phone. Fucking Mark, you Mm. son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) I'm throwing all my clothes in the street. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) She never said that to me.
1: Well, that's good to hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think she would. If she was that angry with me, I'd just be dead. And no one would know. There's
1: a dear friend of mine. (laughs) I hope you and Kathy have this relationship. Because there's a dear friend. And she's been married for... a few decades, and I was asking her about her relationship, and she was like, you know, we've had some heated conversations, but they were never at each other. They were always about the issue we were struggling with. And I really loved that because they were conscious enough that their life challenges did not challenge their relationship with each other. You know they didn't I, yeah. ever become the enemy in the situation, right? That they've makes always, sense. Yeah, they've always been allies.
0: Yeah, I get that. Well, that's the that's the best outcome if you can tackle difficulties as a team with authenticity and honesty and um, flexibility and a willingness to see beyond the the, the limitations of your own expectations.
1: Yep. <clears throat> you know any well, Thanksgiving Carols? I could make one up. Okay. <laughs> well, my technology is just making a lot of noise.
0: <laughs> Be thankful for what's around. Be thankful for that sweet sound and the times we have together, the shared warmth, no matter the weather. Just be thankful because gratitude abounds.
1: Recording stopped.